Well, today we're going to dive right in. Uh, I want to just jump right into today's um, topic. We've been on a series the last several weeks on the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. We've been on a series entitled Above the Clouds. And today I want to talk to you about the treasure that is within you, the treasure that's within you. There is a treasure within you. You know, the kingdom of God, according to the words of Jesus, provides us keys for life. It gives us keys. Now, I want you to think about keys. Keys unlock something. Keys provide access to a place, to a thing, to a purpose, to a destiny, to an identity that many of us at one time fell short of, and maybe you struggle with that today. But you see, the kingdom of God provides keys to life, and it unlocks a new life. It unlocks new possibilities, and it unlocks true purpose for life. It reminds me of a story I once heard. Actually, this, this actually happened in the 1940s. Um, but the way it goes is there was this statue in the middle of the city of Bangkok, in Thailand. And for years, it was this huge, ugly concrete Buddha that sat in the middle of the town. And after a while, people began to kind of just walk by it and kind of it was no big deal. It was just this big, ugly block of concrete that had some form or shape. And so people would set down their garbage there. They would put their cans of soda there. They would leave trash laying around. They would use it to hold packages while they changed the film in their cameras. I know some of us can't understand that. We use our, our, our cell phones today for cameras. We click. There was a time where you had to roll film into it. And, you, and, you, and, you, and when you took it out of the camera, you had to do it in the dark because you would mess up the negatives. And, I, I, sorry, guys. Way before your time. I'm dating myself here. But they would use this statue to change, you know, to put the garbage from their films and all that. And one day this Buddhist priest happens to walk by. And he decides that he's taking this old statue to a temple. Way on yonder. And in the moving process, it cracked. And as the pieces began to crumble, this priest noticed something underneath the concrete shell. What he noticed was that inside, it was a gold statue. Inside, they found what until this day is known as the world's largest chunk of sculptured gold, standing eight feet high. You know, you can't live life if you don't know what God has deposited in you, you can't enjoy true life. You can't enjoy the benefits of the kingdom of God if you don't know how God created you. And there is a treasure within you. See, like the story, we all have something deposited within us. But to realize what we have, we have to see past what everyone else sees. Can I just get up close and personal for a moment to see what God has created you to be, to see the potential, the destiny, the purpose, the legacy that you're to leave well beyond the time when you are gone from this earth. To see that, 
You have to even see past what you see. Because if we could be honest with ourselves, we don't need somebody to tell us what's wrong with us. We do that very well ourselves. We do that very well ourselves. But here's the thing that I want you to consider. That God doesn't see you that way. Let me prove it to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 11, starting at verse 7 says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Hey, listen, this relationship with Jesus Christ is more than just religion. This relationship with Jesus Christ is more than just ritual. This relationship with Jesus Christ is real. It's real. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now alive and at work in you. The same power that works in Je- that worked in Jesus Christ when he walked and he did these great miracles and he spoke with authority resides in you. There's a reason why Jesus said you will do greater things than these things that you have seen me do. We're in a time and an age where there is gold within you. Have you tapped into it? Have you looked beyond the cracks? Have you dared to go beyond the surface? I got to brag on these guys that we were away with for the last three days. We went away and all I knew was this is what we're supposed to do. And all I knew was this is going to be special. It's going to be special. I couldn't plan the way this weekend turned out. I mean, I had a plan. We had a plan. Man, from the moment we stepped ground on that campground, the transparency, the openness, the the love, the strength, the power, the resilience, everything that was revealed in these men and the way that they just bonded and built each other up. Man, my job was done before I got there. But let me tell you something. What made this so powerful was that these guys dared to look beyond what they saw and they tapped into something that which is greater in them. Now you might say, man, that's awesome. I wish I could get there. You can, you just got to look past the surface. And so God tells us that there's a treasure in us. And while we may see ourselves as a jar of clay and we might have weaknesses and we may lack in certain areas here's what you need to understand that those things just prove one thing that every every everything that you've experienced all the life change that has taken place since you started seeking god the way you're thinking now the way you're approaching god the way you're feeling about yourself and seeing yourself the, all these things that are beginning to happen in your life it's all proof that it ain't got nothing to do with you and me You see a jar of clay, God sees gold. So he goes on to say, we're hard pressed on every side. Sounds like life. But we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. Some of us had that type of week. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed In our bodies. Get this. God wants gold to shine through you. He wants his very nature to shine through you. 
the treasure within you is who God created you to be. And it can only be unlocked as you discover the union that's yours with Christ. If, as, as you discover God's purposes. You know how we discover that? The kingdom's ways. It's a new system, ladies and gentlemen. We can't do life the same way we used to. And we certainly can't do it alone. We can't do it alone. I thank God that you are here today. Let me ask you a question. If you knew that there was a hundred billion dollars worth of gold dug up five feet below your front yard, what would your yard look like? I'll tell you what mine would look like. Get the back hose, tear it all up. I don't care if we bust a pipe, we'll pay for it. I'm getting that. You would dig and dig and dig and you would not stop digging till you hit gold. Matthew 13 verses 44 through 46 says this. It says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. I want to stop right there for a moment. You know, one of the things that we're going to be doing in this series and we're going to be in this series for a while, is we're going to begin to look at some of the parables of the kingdom. The parables were just simply analogies, just illustrations that Jesus would use, but they were powerful. You know why? Because they, the intent of them was to reveal the kingdom of God. It was simple analogies that were meant to simplify for us what it's like, really, in a relationship with God. What it's like really heaven on earth. What it's like really heaven backing you up. The kingdom come. And so he says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. And when a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all that he had and he bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and he sold everything he had and he bought it. The principle here is simple. The kingdom of God is the most precious thing that you and I can take possession of. And when you understand how valuable it is, you let nothing, no one, no thing get in the way of you possessing that piece of advice for all of us myself included don't let anything get in the way don't let anything stop you nothing is more value nothing is of more value than receiving that which the kingdom offers us and you know what unlocks that understanding these truths you know I've never been that guy I'm very careful about what I say and what I do and, and how I convey things because I never want to be that guy that's trying to manipulate people's feelings or emotions. Uh, I, I'm just not that person. So I say that because I want you to understand where I'm coming from when I say this. Make it your business to be here every week. Amen. You know why? Because we're about the kingdom's business. Amen. When you seek the kingdom of God, we saw everything else follows. Everything else all these things are added unto you. 
And so what we see here in this parable is that the kingdom of God is hidden. Notice that he says, he says that the kingdom of God is like a treasure hidden in a field. The kingdom of God is hidden, but check this out. It doesn't mean that it isn't available. What's my point with that? The point here is simply this, that the kingdom of God is available to all of us. But we have to seek it. We have to seek it. Only those who go in search of, this, of its great value can possess it and enjoy its benefits. That's just the truth. And so for the next couple of moments that I have, I want to take you to a very familiar passage of Scripture. It's found in Mark 4. And it gives us keys to unlocking the treasure that's within us. Mark chapter 4. And I'm going to start right at verse 1. And it starts off by saying that Jesus began to teach by a lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake. While all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. And he taught them many things by parables. Start thinking about what's the purpose of a parable. It's to teach us something about the kingdom of God. It's a key. So a door is about to open for you. A new opportunity is about to open for you. Somebody here is about to discover some purpose and destiny. Somebody here is about to have some life change unlocked in a way you've never had before. And so it says that he taught them with many parables. And in his teaching, he said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow a seed. And as, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. And the birds came and ate it up. And some fell on rocky places. Where it did not have much soil, it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. And other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. And still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced the crop. Say this with me. It came up. It grew and it produced a crop. Now watch to what extent. Multiplying some 30, 60, or even 100 times. And then Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. You know what Jesus is saying there? He who has an understanding heart, let him understand. My prayer for you today is that you would simply understand the truth that we're going to share today about the kingdom. So you got this already. There's a treasure within you. You're valuable. There's purpose. There's destiny. There's direction. There's fulfillment for life. There's life change resident already in you. You don't got to go get that. It's already in you. And the key to unlocking that is the kingdom of God. It's a key. So now we're going to look at this key. Now watch this. For some of us, we read that and it went, it went right over our head. The disciples were right there with you and I. It says in verse 10 that when he was alone, the 12 and the others around him asked him about the parables. 
And he told them the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. Hey, one person got that. The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. It's yours to know, to live by, to experience change by. It's yours. So he says, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside, everything is said in parables so that they may be ever seeing, but never perceiving and ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. So I want to pause right there for a moment. I've said this in many ways, and I'm going to repeat this again because we learn line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. We learn by repetition, bit by bit. The key to unlocking the kingdom of God and the treasure that it reveals within you lies in your ability to receive God's word with understanding. With understanding. If you can't understand the kingdom of God, you will not understand anything about God, about your relationship to God, and about the purposes that God has for your life. We can't unlock it. We can go to church all our lives, but if we don't understand the kingdom of God, we cannot live according to this kingdom. Can't. And so the disciples weren't unlike us. Look, they didn't understand either. They didn't get it. I'm still in a process of learning. And if there's any of you that have arrived, see me afterwards because I'd love to know what you did. Because, man, the Bible says that while we're here on earth, we know in part. But when we get there and we're face to face with the Lord, we'll know just as we're known. So if you got it together, please, you're hired. You can be the pastor here. Because... I haven't gotten there, and I know many of us haven't. But listen, these disciples were a lot like you and I. Listen, th- these, these people had a life. They had families. These were people that were industrious. The Bible says that they were fishermen. And when it refers to how they went fishing, it talks about fishes. You know, back in those days, if you were a fisherman... Yeah, you had a thriving business because everybody ate fish. So these were people that understand what it was to have a career. These were people that, were, that understood what it was to undergo the challenges of marriages. Uh, these were people that understood what it was to be outcast by religious entities because they didn't look the part or they didn't, they didn't talk the right way or they just didn't know enough. These were people just like you and I. You know, it's interesting about being just like them and them like us. That while they were doing all those things that life, quote unquote, dictated, what we see is that it didn't work for them. And they saw the need. They saw it necessary to seek and ask and search for this one question. What does this mean? What is this kingdom about? What are you trying to teach us here? 
It's the reason why Jesus tells them, hey, if you can't understand this, you won't understand anything else about the kingdom of God. And what is that, quote unquote, this that Jesus is referring to? What is this key that Jesus is alluding to that we must understand? What Jesus is revealing here is how God's word works in the lives of believers. See, only God's word reveals the keys to the kingdom of God. Let me be clear on why I make that simple point. It's not how often you're in church. It's not your attendance. It's not how much money you give. It's not how many religious activities you practice or get involved in. It's not how much you serve people. Listen, nothing wrong with those things. But you know, in a country where we have, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of Christians. And what we see is a decline in our country. There's 2.6 billion people that claim the title Christian in this world out of 7 billion. And what we see is a world on the decline. How is that possible? Let me tell you how that's possible. I'm not knocking anyone, not knocking anyone. I'm not being judgmental here. Please don't hear it that way, but I'm gonna tell you how that's possible. While being a Christian, we can live without understanding. And understanding God's word is the key to the kingdom of God. See, only God's word can unleash your life's purpose. Only God's word can transform the path you take. Only God's word can change your husband, wife. Stop trying to change him. Stop trying to play the role of the Holy Spirit. Only God's word can renew your child's mind when they're wayward. Only God's word can change the fabric of your relationships. Only God's word can change your hard heart and the forgiveness that you hold on to. Only God's word. It is the key to unlocking. What's interesting about keys? Not only does it give us access in, it gives everything within freedom to come out. the freedom that we so desire to see in every area of our lives is unlocked by this key. The kingdom of God is unlocked by this key. It is God's word, but it's not just reading God's word. It's understanding God's word. One of the guys that went with us on this camp out, he, he, um, I won't mention any names, but he, he has a tendency of kind of say, oh, man, I don't know enough. This is and that. And I'm listening to this guy talk about the book of Leviticus. And I'm saying to myself, bro, you are a you're a Jesus giant Leviticus. And he's talking about how he read it two times. And he's talking about how he read Leviticus and, you know, in the laws. And, and, and he says, man, you know what I concluded after reading the book of Leviticus? It is impossible to serve God in our own efforts. And you know what I said to him? 
Bro, you got the whole meaning of the book of Leviticus. The law was for one purpose, to show us that we couldn't do it and we need a savior. And he was like, oh man, I guess so. But listen, while he at times may look down upon himself and think nothing's happening. This guy is growing leaps and bounds. This guy's leading his home. This guy's raising his children in the way of the Lord. Listen, that's available to each and every one of us. It comes through understanding God's word. It's simplicity. And so Jesus goes on to break this down for the disciples. In verse 13, Jesus says, do, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? Let me translate that for you. Don't you understand this key to the kingdom? If you can't understand this key to the kingdom, how can you understand anything in the kingdom of God? And so he goes on to say, the farmer sows the word. Some people are like the seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it and produce a crop. 30, 60 or even 100 times that what was sown. Jesus uses the visual depiction of a seed to illustrate the kingdom of God. A seed. Something that we just kind of throw away. Something that people just kind of scatter. Something that you could go somewhere and buy it for, I don't know, a dollar. But you know what a farmer knows? A farmer knows I might pay a dollar for these seeds. But once this harvest is grown, I'll reap a crop that will pay. Not just for my needs, but will extend the very essence of my life in every area. It'll provide for my kids. It'll provide for my family. It'll provide for my home. It'll provide for my future. Somebody got that. Listen. The seed represents purpose, potential, and life. It represents purpose, potential, and life. And like this seed in my hand, God's word carries life. It carries the potential to reap a great harvest and it carries purpose. That purpose being fruitfulness in your life. Everything received outside of what the seed that the sower provides 
that God sows leads to an unfulfilled life. Life just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. We can listen to the experts, but the experts can be wrong because their information is limited. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23 through 25, we read, it says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. Get this. The life that we receive in Christ is a result of the word of God. Let me put that another way to you. You can have everything God says is yours in the kingdom. And the key to unlocking it is God's word. It's understanding God's word. I find it interesting because what we see here is that God's word is imperishable. God's word is imperishable. It's imperishable. That word imperishable there means that it's not liable. It's not subject to corruption. It can't be penetrated. You know what that means? You can't change what God has placed in the seed. And you can't change what you have received within you. You can't change it. Your feelings might change. Your view might change. But the seed of God within you does not change. It does not change. And so he goes on to say in verse 24, 1 Peter chapter 1, For all people are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. Listen. God's word is airtight. We'd be wise to seek to understand it. Because it can't fail. See, anything that we can aspire to do and rely on on side of God's word, it withers. That's what we see here. It withers. Money withers. Don't believe me? Let me ask you a question. Whatever it is that you got paid a week ago, two weeks ago, this past Friday, how much of that do you still have left? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't last. You know those friends that you had when you were in high school that you said, man, we're brothers forever. Yeah, where they at? You getting the picture here? Accomplishments, possessions. Listen, you can have a brand new car and everybody can go, ooh, ah. Five years later, a year later, you're dissatisfied with that car. You got to get the next one. You got you to have something else. It's not enough. It's never enough. That's what the Bible's talking about when it talks about the glory of men. What we esteem so highly. It withers, it fades. But the truths contained in God's word, this kingdom of God, it doesn't. It remains forever. And so I want us to consider what life without understanding is from God's word based upon what Jesus says in this parable. 
we saw that for the person who receives the word of God, but doesn't understand it, they walk away from it. It says that Satan comes and he takes it away from them. See, life without understanding God's word, you know what happens? We give up the keys to the kingdom of God. Today, I'm giving you a key. A key. And it's providing us access to something more. It's providing us access to that which God is calling us to. It's providing us access to these great and precious promises revealed in God's word. But check this out. If we don't understand it, if we can't understand the value of God's word today, then guess what? You will leave. And here's what the word of God says. That Satan snatches that truth from you. You know why he snatches it? Because you left the keys there for him to take it. In verse 15, we see that the person who receives the word of God, they're all excited about it. It's with great joy. But because there's no foundation. Can I tell you something about your foundation? God's word has something to do with it. God's people has something to do with it. You're amongst some good ground. You need to be connected to the body of Christ. You need to be here because we need each other. We learned that last week. We dug into that. And so, this is the person that when they receive the seed, the truth, they're excited about it because there's no foundation when anything comes that challenges the truth that they've received, they're shaken by it. I'll tell you something about when we don't understand God's word that way. The blessing of God is short-lived. We experience God's goodness, but we let go of it because of hardships and persecutions. We let go of it because there is no foundation. And lastly, listen, when we live without understanding of God's word, life slowly slips away. It slowly slips away. Jesus uses the example of a seed that's sown amongst thorns. And as it begins to spring up, it begins to be choked by all these thorns. And he equates these thorns to the cares of life, to the pursuit of wealth, to riches, to desires that we have that take a greater priority than the truths of God's word. I remember one time going to see this preacher, uh, I forget his name. I was invited to an event and he, this guy, it was a conference, I believe it was many years ago. And this guy came up with a python. I said, one day I'm going to preach with a python. It'll be a rubber one, but it'll be a python. <laughs> this dude had a python and this thing, and it was big. It was huge. And the person that brought it out to him brings it on some stick. That person was wise. This guy grabs the python and this thing begins to wrap itself around his arm and it's coming up and it's slowly, it didn't kill him. Don't worry about it. 
But he was using this as an analogy to talk about those things that squeeze the life out of us. And in this particular verse, what we're seeing is that Jesus is talking about those things that choke out the life that we've received in God's word. You know what's interesting about pythons? They don't have any venom. You know how they kill their prey? They squeeze, but you know when they squeeze? When you give them the opportunity, when you take a breath. So here's what it kind of looks like. Evan, can I borrow you for a moment? Come on up here, man. This is a big guy. I chose the wrong guy. I chose the wrong guy. I want you to do something gently. Stand right there. I want you to wrap your arms around me, right? And just take a squeeze. So look, right now, that's as far as he can squeeze. All right, I was kidding, all right? You don't have to squeeze hard. No, no, you can squeeze, right? He's squeezing, right? But because my lungs are expanded, that's the extent to which he can squeeze. But the moment I let a breath of air and he squeezes, guess what happens? Now my lungs are limited. And if I allow him to continue to squeeze further, eventually what will happen is he'll squeeze out the capacity for me to intake the breath of life. Let me tell you why I'm sharing that with you. Let me tell you why I'm sharing that with you. Thank you, Evan. If I would have chose Maurice, I would have been done. This dude, you see those arms? It's like, those, he's got arms bigger than Hulk Hogan. But check this out. Let me bring you back to this thought because it's an important one. When we put greater emphasis and care upon the cares of this world, those things, those other things, our own selfish desires, here's what it begins to do. It's slow, but it squeezes gently. And before you know it, you find yourself somewhere you never thought you ever could be. And it's because we did not embrace the word of God. It squeezes the truth out of us. Compromise becomes possible. Now, you know what? Doing other things is more important than being amongst the body of Christ. That's when the excuse that I can do life alone. I love God. I know God lives in me. I don't need God. I can watch this person or that person on TV. It's a lie. It's squeezing the life out of you. And so as I'm wrapping up here, I want to tell you about the power of your seed. The power of your seed. Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the word of God is alive and it's powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. It cuts between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. God's word releases the greatness within you. Check this out. God is a master surgeon. You know how you know that? You know what a good surgeon is like? You don't even feel what they're doing. They're that precise. They're that delicate. They're that gentle. God uses his word. And what he does is he begins to open your heart. He begins to cut those callous areas in our lives. He begins to change and transform and renew 
and, and, and cut away and, and, and shift things. And he does this by his word. And he does it for one purpose because he wants to expose that which is most, the innermost thing within you. His purposes, the desires that he's placed in your heart. Not your desires, his desires. Not your purposes, his purposes. He does that by his word. He unlocks it with this key. His word. In Proverbs 3 verses 1 through 8, it says, My son, do not forget my teaching. But keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Let's talk about understanding. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to the Lord. I'm sorry, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. You know what he's saying there? Don't do it your way. Don't do it based on your understanding. No, he says, don't be wise in your own eyes. He says, fear the Lord and shun evil. And this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Listen, the word of God addresses every area of life, even physical ailment. God's word, according to what we read here, what we see is this. God's word preserves the longevity and quality of your life. Prove it to you. You know what the farmer does to continue to have a harvest? He continues to sow seed. You know what God's solution is? It's the same one it was before. His word. You know what God's solution is for your marriage, for your children, for your business? His word. You know what God's solution is for the emotional instability that you undergo sometimes? His word. You know what God's solution is for all the mistakes that you've made and the regret that you hold on to? His word. Listen, it's his word. It's his word. You don't see how you're going to find a way. Things are too hard. There are people coming against you. It's his word. You don't understand. Life doesn't make sense, man. It's just been so hard. You don't understand what I've been through. You don't understand what I'm going through. It's his word. It's his word. It's his word. But my kids, but my family, but I'm, I'm trying to do this all alone. It's his word. It's his word. It's all his word. It's all his word. It preserves the longevity and the quality of your life. Psalm 119 verses 1 through 30. Let's stand. It says the unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Hey, check this out. God's word, no matter 
how much you don't understand is the only thing that can give us understanding, that can open our eyes. I love the verbiage here that the Holy Spirit chose to use to illustrate God's word here. It says that the unfolding of God's words gives us light. What's interesting is that this light that it's referring to is talking about the sun rising. It speaks of an entrance of light. An entrance of light that provides a new day. Now I want you to think about that for a moment. I want that to sit in your heart for a moment. Every day we literally experience darkness. It's called night. And you know what we do in the midst of darkness? We turn on the lights. And we turn on the lights because the lights give us the ability to see. It clarifies life. And every day that the sun rises, if you haven't done this in a while, or if you've never done this, I encourage you to do this. Go out there in the crack of dawn before the sun rises and observe a sunrise. And what you begin to see is that it begins to expose things that you never saw. You never considered... Everything looks so beautiful. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the word of God, the unfolding, the understanding of God's words gives light. It makes sense of everything. It transforms what we see. As we're wrapping up here, I'm reminded of a guy by the name of Paul, who was once known as Saul. This guy, Paul, he was a religious guy, man. In the eyes of society, he had it all together. And this guy, Paul, loved God so much, but he was so confused about what that actually meant that he believed that Christians weren't God's people. And so Paul's life journey up until this point that we're going to talk about real quick was to kill Christians. And he thought that he was doing the right thing. He thought he was doing it in the name of God. The Bible says that one day he's on this road and while he knows where he's, where he's going and he can see the road, this guy is blind. He's so blind that when Jesus shows up and knocks him off his horse, He doesn't know who he is. And Jesus says to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting? Why are you you killing my people? Why are you pursuing them? And Saul says something interesting. He says, who are you, Lord? He knows who's talking to him all of a sudden, but he doesn't know who he is. Hey, that's possible for all of us if we're not careful. Who are you, Lord? The Bible says that Jesus tells him, I've chosen you as a vessel. I'm sending you to the Gentile nations. You're going to go through some difficulties, but listen, bro, I'm going to use you greatly. The Bible says that Saul was blinded for a time. 
See, when this voice came to him, he got knocked off. He saw this great light. So now he can't see. And Jesus tells him, go to Ananias, a servant of mine. He's waiting for you. He's going to pray for you and you're going to receive your sight. The Bible says that, Ananias, that, that he goes to Ananias' house and prior to him to get into Ananias' house, Ananias hears from the Lord and he says, man, this guy's been killing people. I don't want him in my house. And Jesus tells him, no, 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 he, this is my servant. I've chosen him. The Bible says that when Paul finally finds himself before Ananias, that Ananias says to him, Saul, you've been chosen by God and God told me to pray for you and here I am and he prays for him. But you know, it's interesting if you study that out, Ananias brings a message to him from God. And the Bible says that at that moment, Paul was baptized. You know what happened to Paul at that moment? Paul accepted Jesus as Lord. But watch what's interesting about this. That when the word had entrance into his life, it grew to such an extent that his physical blindness, he was able to open his eyes, but the Bible says that what seemed to be scales fell off his eyes. Listen, let me tell you something about seeds. Once they begin to grow, they begin to push on some things. They begin to stretch out and they begin to shift things. Let this word of God begin to open and clarify your understanding. Let the scales come off your eyes today and see the value of this great key that we've been given in the kingdom of God. God's word, treasure it. Study it, seek it, join yourself to someone. Have a reading buddy, call somebody, FaceTime it if you have to. Do whatever you got to do to allow this key to open a door and shed light in your life daily. Father, today we come to you in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your word. Man, I pray that today, that we as your people, that we get this simple truth, but that we take hold of this key, that everything that unlocks purpose, life, destiny, significance, all these things, Lord, your great purposes for our lives, Lord, that the key is your word. And that everything consists in your kingdom. As we seek to understand your word. Today Lord. People are strengthened. Today understanding flows here. Because today here. What has been heard is your word. Not my opinion. And I thank you Lord for the freedom. That has been unleashed in the lives of these your people. I thank you for life change Lord. I thank you oh God. That people are rising up strong. Thank you, Lord, that your provision flows, that the promises of the kingdom are released in the lives of your people this day. It'll never be the same. Never, 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 never again the same. Things are shifting. Things are moving. 
We thank you for that this day that in the hearing of the word.